what I'm about to call Mike is in good faith. I don't want to abandon our mantra of, of fact-based good right. faith conversation. I'm right. saying this in good faith. Yeah. You're racist. <laughs> And welcome to the show, knuckleheads. It's a great day not to be a subject of the British crown. <laughs> although although uh, King Charles III and Biden seem to have a little bit in common. So maybe it's not that much different. What do they have in common? Well, they're kind of old and yeah. white and feeble. <laughs> <laughs> and Prince Andrew and Trump have Epstein in common. There you go. It's That's almost true. It's almost like we used to be the same country. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for stopping by, everybody. I'm Peyton. He's Mike. Hey, everyone. We're here to have another allegedly fact-based, good-faith conversation. Maybe spread a little disinformation. Who knows? Oh. But um, if you're new to the show, this is a judgment-free zone. We don't care. We don't care if you're Antifa, <laughs> Oath Keepers. It's like Planet Fitness in this bitch. Welcome all. Welcome all. You can eat Twinkies and listen if you want. Absolutely. No judgment. Okay. So let's start by uh, closing off some loose ends from last week. Uh, because we talked about Mar-a-Lago and that whole saga, and that's ongoing. And, and there's some other things to, to kind of correct and or, or uh, tie up from last week. So, Mike, what's going on? What's the newest with the Mar-a-Lago? Uh, well, I've heard about nuclear information being found. I've heard about the special master being granted. Those okay. two things. There's obviously more involved. So, yeah, I heard that, or apparently the Washington Post reported that they got an anonymous source saying that included in the documents was nuclear defense information from a foreign country. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you buy that? Does that matter uh, to you? I buy that there was some type of nuclear something found. Whether it's nuclear capability or nuclear defense. I don't know. Some people are reporting nuclear defense, which no. means maybe not it's maybe not nuclear capability. It's just how a foreign nation would defend from somebody else's nuke. So it doesn't well, mean it's nuclear. I guess I was just asking, do you buy it? Do you view it as like valid information? I've seen some, you know, some conservatives and I kind of get it, but some conservatives uh, these days, like if they see that it's an anonymous source, they're like, oh no, I can't believe that. This is, this is deep state bullshit. Uh, I don't buy it. I, you know, to me, that's sort of not the best uh, source, but if yeah. you're getting a big scoop from somebody and they're only willing to talk uh, anonymously, yeah, right. and, you know, like you're still mm -hmm. a newspaper that has to worry about your credibility. So in theory, you shouldn't be just saying bullshit because right. it's because you can, because if you get found out, then that kind of ruins your reputation. So I was sure. just kind of curious what you were thinking about that. If you I, had an issue with it, I wouldn't, I think it's too bold to just say, Oh, it's absolutely impossible. You know, like just say, okay, well, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't, I think it's too early for anyone to, I mean, in a sense, no way. in a sense, this isn't even that shocking. Like we no, know that some no, of the information not. was at the highest levels of right. uh, classification. So it has Absolutely. to be things of that nature, whatever sure. it would be, it would be bad, but sure. Uh, and what about, um, the special master? So, you know, I was reading, you know, into this and apparently they did have a, a filter team the first go yeah. around, but, um, I guess a few things maybe got by the filter team. Um, uh, 
and so right. this this new judge went ahead after nine days. She went ahead and granted the special master. First of all, mm-hmm. you know what do you think about that? I mean, he should have had one from the from the jump. He just requested it too late. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of pointless. I think at this point, we, like we talked about last week, but he should probably have one. Well, yeah, that was one of the the big things was. Right was whether this was moot because it might be but everybody in the justice department has already looked at all these documents so to to now and and um in addition to the special master the biggest thing that i heard was was bad you know from was bad how well what i understand is the craziest part isn't that she granted a special master Mm -hmm. even though there's that's possibly problematic and not really necessary uh but she also says that until this is, you know, fixed or whatever, however long pro- this process goes on, they can't use the information, any right. of the information in the right. investigation. So, okay, yep, you know, they they are appealing this. So we'll so, see if there actually ends up being a special master because it's being appealed now right. by the Justice Department. So, I guess if you want me to go hard right here, the well, what's the right side? I mean, what what <clears throat> yes, yeah. so. Based on Fox, um, <laughs> and it's it's really tough to understand. I was I was kind of struggling with it a little bit, but I guess there was something established in Nixon versus Administrator in '77, where a president retains an unspecified level of executive privilege even after leaving the office. Now this has never been upheld, I don't believe, and it hasn't happened. But the Supreme Court hasn't ever overturned it, to my understanding based on what I was reading on Fox. So there may be a leg to stand on where he could have this unspecified amount of executive privilege. And where that would help would be if a special master was granted now, they could come in and say, look, you've already reviewed all this stuff, but you're not allowed to use any privileged information in an active investigation. You're not allowed to do that. So any documents deemed executive privileged that fell under this ruling in 77 could potentially be thrown out or not possible to be used in whatever this investigation is. So that would be the point of doing the special master still, even though everyone's seen all of it, you might be able to negate a bunch of it. Well, see, this is where it gets, this whole executive privilege thing gets really problematic. And one of the ways is even if, um, with the executive privilege, there's like there's not nothing in the Constitution like specifying it. There, there's very little right. case law about it. It's mm-hmm. very philosophical. Yep. Okay. So how is a special master even going to be able to know? This is what I'm hearing from legal analysts. Like, how is a special master even going to be able to scrub through this information and have any understanding of what is or is not executive privilege? I'm gonna, uh, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to go on because this is get gets deeper. Sure. Okay. Go. Yeah. Go. Executive privilege is not like attorney-client privilege, mm-hmm. where it's like completely blocked off, and whatever said there, you can't touch, you can't see. That it's not what this is. This is more of a. It's like if you're the executive, it's executive privilege against the House or like all of Congress or against the courts potentially being able to, right. um, you know, use that against you and you basically need to actually be the executive so what what's crazy about this case is it's well the that's that's how it's executive been... versus the 
current executive, and there's right. not a lot of that's how it's been. There's not a lot handled of handled in the past, but based on that case, or based on the seventy-seven thing, you do retain this unspecified amount of executive privilege. So what is that line? So I understand you're saying you know you have previous executive versus current executive. Obviously, the current one wins, but I don't think it's like that. It's you get your privilege regardless. It's not like you have privilege over to I, negate your privilege. Like you just have that privilege, maybe based on that 77 thing. My unders- well, <clears throat> I'm not, honestly, when you say the 77, 77 thing, I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about, but... Um, the Nixon versus administrator, the Supreme Court the US ruling. V- well, the U.S. v. Nixon thing makes it clear that if it's, an, it's, a, if it's a criminal investigation, that the line for your executive privilege is, is restricted tremendously. Okay, so that would not be an argument in favor of Trump because this is a the, criminal investigation, the, essentially. So. They're arguing that any privileged information can't be used in a criminal investigation. So they're to trying to determine if any of that information he has privilege over so he can throw it out and not use it in his criminal investigation. I, I think there's a misunderstanding there. I could be wrong because, yeah. again, this is not like attorney-client privilege right. where none of that can be used. It's, it's, it's simply, um, you know... What what's the point of executive privilege? You want to be able to have certain conversations that people can't hear because if the whole world could hear your closest advisors and you talking about, um, you know, affairs of state, maybe, you know, peace and war yep. type conversations, you want that those to be candid conversations. You don't want the the you know the public to be able to demand yeah. that information oh, and I'm so not, forth. I'm not so, arguing any of this is acceptable, and he still can't have these documents at his house and all that shit, but as far as the criminal investigation goes, the argument being made by Fox and obviously by someone else because they're just reporting on it is that they're going to try to get away with this. He has executive privilege over X amount of documents. Those get pulled out of the investigation. Now let's run the investigation with what you have, ignoring but, those, and see what happens. And it might... If it were to but, work out for him, but again, it could be a much less of a problem. But it's kind of circular, though, because yeah. again, these documents, even if they were documents, in, where in some sort of scenario might he might have executive privilege over, mm-hmm. those documents still belong to the National Archives, right. he still not can't, to him. Right, he still so can't have them. A lot of mm-hmm. people yep. that I'm hearing from, and they're not liberal per se at all, yeah. are saying this was like a huge gift from this judge, like. You know, the fact that mm-hmm. not only, oh, not, and the thing is, she's not just saying, okay, we're going to have a special master and, and anything that might be under this executive privilege, uh, is going to be taken out mm-hmm. or anything that might be a personal document, for example, that doesn't have yeah. anything to do with well, executive yeah, privilege, right. which they but, already returned anyway, little, little stupid stuff about right. like, it's normal if the, mm-hmm. if the FBI comes in your house and, and does a sweep, yes, they're going to get. Uh, certain documents that maybe wasn't a part of their investigation. And they're going to return them. And they're going to right? return them, which yeah. has already happened, which is, was a right. part of what the DOJ said. Yeah, that's when not they, what this is about, for sure. Um, no, I lost my train of thought. But anyway, this is, is viewed as being a big win um, for Trump, and who knows how long this could end up um, you know, making this thing drag on. Right. Um, and the big thing isn't just that the judge is saying some of these might be privileged. They're saying until this whole thing is sorted out, it's you, can't, you, right? can't, you yeah. can't use any of the documents you've already seen. Right. And what happens if 
all of the people in the Justice Department that have already seen those documents have to be removed from the case. Yeah. Now they got to restart this thing. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, this judge has created quite a mess. She's, except, a, she's a Florida judge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she's a federal judge yeah. in Florida. Yeah. Uh, but there has been an appeal by the Justice Department. So again, we'll see as we move on to you know the following episodes what comes of this. This whole thing could get could get squashed. Yeah. Um, it's probably the the next episode or whatever. Right. We'll probably talk about this again. So for now, of course, the roadrunner lives to fight another day. Oh, he always does. (laughs) All right. So next up, we have a clarification to make about Sarah Palin and the Alaska one out about Sarah Palin, but about that race. Right. Um, we had said that we believed last episode that there had never been a Democrat elected to the house from Alaska. But in fact, there has been. It's just been about 50 years. So that's just a slight correction we wanted yeah, to make. Which I, which you tried saying last time, and I went and convinced you otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it sounded crazy. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's sort of yeah. like in the South. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's not a lot of Democrats elected. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if you go back far enough, You'll it was it. all Democrats. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, it's been a long time. It was still a very big election. Right. And uh, anyway, that was just a quick correction that we wanted to make. And then we want to uh, wrap up a little bit uh, from last week about the Biden speech because he had the, you know, big, scary uh, soul of the nation, soul of the nation speech. Yeah. And he called out MAGA Republicans and, and Mike got butt hurt. Oh, yeah, as I tend to do. And so um, did he make a correction? I heard uh, did, did it did it please you? What happened with that? Uh it pleased me that he, I was, I was big on, he needs to clarify. I think that was my whole point last episode. He needs to clarify who he's talking about. And he came out a couple of days later and said that he, uh, he wasn't referring to any Trump supporter or any voter and that he was referring to specifically politicians, MAGA Republican politicians that are dominating the Republican Party, dominating moderate Republicans, and trying to dominate the Democrats as well. Yeah. So I really appreciated his comment. Uh, you know, I, I it, it didn't the, the original speech didn't bother me too much, but I could kind of see where the right was coming from. You know, it, it was a bit divisive. I right. mean, when you think about the left, you know, they've got some people that have been violent uh, in, in the last couple of years as well that yep. he didn't mention. Right. Uh, like we went through like a year plus of George Floyd riots and Portland's like half standing. I'm sure they they were burnt to a crisp. Right. That's not quite the same attack on democracy as the uh, January 6th riot. I don't want to create a false equivalency there in my mind. Yeah. Right. But, but it, it wasn't Republicans doing that though. But it was violence yeah. uh, not being done by Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and there was also the um, the Supreme Court thing after Roe v. Wade, right? Where uh, was there were, violence after that? There's people trying to kill the Supreme Court justices. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah. Thank you for yeah. That, out. Exactly. That, one's, that one's a better example than the George exactly. Floyd shit. Yes, it is. Yeah, that one's that an is actual an one. On democracy. It, right. So, you know, mm-hmm. you had judges making yep. a ruling and then people going to their home. Yes. And I'm not sure that every Democrat came out and called that out. Right. And he's suggesting, Biden's suggesting now, you know, that people that aren't calling out that violence mm-hmm. are threats to our democracy, yeah. which I agree with. Yep. But, you know, on the other side, they're not always yeah, living up high, to that standard right. either just highlighting um, hypocrisy which everyone's doing it but still and yeah. and a lot of democrats over the last election cycle the current election cycle with the primaries and everything mm-hmm. they were funneling their own money to the maga candidates in primaries in, in republican primaries they wanted the maga candidates to win 
because that would be easier for them to defeat to shit on them, in the right? general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard well, about if you this. thought they're a threat to democracy, you right. know, why would you funnel money? Then why are you even giving them a shot at? You no. Know, mm. So it's just one of those things where yeah. his original speech was a little bit problematic. His clarifications, I 100 percent agree with. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, the people that went and voted for Trump, you know, were voting for a philosophy that he stood for. Right. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about those that are questioning the election mm-hmm. that continue to spread lies about that, that are trying to change the way that they run their elections in their States right. um, to try to curb voting perhaps or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated the clarification. Yeah. All right. So that was it for, for tying up the loose ends from last week. Now we're going to jump into some new information, which is kind of a look at what's going to be happening with Congress over the next few weeks. Um, the Senate just came back from recess the house is about to come back from their recess. And so, you know, what are they going to be doing for the next couple of months up until the midterm elections? That's where we're kind of going to give you guys a preview about this. These are not laws that have been passed, but these are the things that we are uh, looking forward to possibly getting passed and, and so forth. So uh, I think the first thing that they need to tackle uh, is the budget, which they have a deadline to complete by the end of this month. And so, yeah. so what's the, what's the right kind of saying on this, Mike? Stop spending money. <laughs> How about that? It's like just, none. Or? Yeah. Like none. Like <laughs> it's like a gold digger with a credit card. Like fucking stop. We don't need COVID money, right? What's that for? COVID's gone. Okay. No one cares. It's gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? What else are they spending money on? Oh, Ukraine. All right, everyone's going to agree to spend money on Ukraine. So you're talking about you're talking about the the Biden requests for increasing the budget. You're not talking about not approving the budget. No, you're yes, just talking so, about right, the increases. Right, right, okay, yes, guys. Right. So the Biden approve administration the is saying, yeah. you know, every year the president, although they don't get to pass the budget, right? Um, you know, they're the last step of the budget. They introduce, they kind of start the process by saying, this is what we would like to have money for, and then it's up to Congress to decide if they're going to you know, live up to that or not. And so, yeah, the, as, as always, the Republicans are saying, well, there's too much money here or there. The Democrats right, the- are going back and forth on it. And so it, they're most likely they're going to kick the can as they've been doing lately. And they're going to do a stopgap bill at the end of September that covers us for a few months. Um, right. So that's just something to be aware of everybody. You know, the deadline is the end of this month. They're trying to, to close the gap on their disagreements over how much money to spend. The Biden administration is act, uh, asking for more money on various things, such as COVID. Um, COVID's one. I think uh, the Ukraine stuff, a lot of Republicans agree with that sort so of spending. The but, Ukraine one's so tricky. Yeah, everyone seems to agree, at least publicly, right? Even if privately they're like, please stop. But everyone's always going to agree on giving money to Ukraine as long as the whole world is rallying for them. You know, we can't back out of that one. But yeah, COVID money, like everyone can let their own health care take care of that, right? We don't need free, I don't know, I don't know. You're going to get me down a tangent here. <laughs> um, and then what was the other one? Monkey pox. I don't, maybe you need stuff for that. I don't, I don't really have an opinion on that one. So that's I just want to let, I just yeah. want to let people know that, that, that that's something to be looking forward right. that they need to do by the end of the month. Yeah. Um, the next law that they are trying to get done is a protection for gay marriage. Yep. All right. So, um, what happened here is, Back when the Dobbs decision came down, that's the decision that has sent abortion um, regulations back to the states. So in that decision, uh, one of the Supreme Court justices, Clarence Thomas, the, the most 
<laughs> the, the most, I guess you might say right, but you know, the most originalist sort of guy of the, of the bunch says, you know, the, the, the theory that is sending um, abortion back to the States, if you take it to its logical conclusion, could also send other things back to the States like gay marriage or the right to contraception. Other judges on the right in that case that right. were in favor of Dobbs said, look, no, we're not. The mm-hmm. line is with abortion. We're not going back to those other things. Abortion is special because we're dealing with another human life that right. has protections. Right. Um, and so it's a, it's a more kind of individual, special circumstance. Just why even say that? Like, what what was the benefit in saying we're coming for the gays and we're coming for the rubbers? Why? With with Justice Thomas, yeah. Why like what all this? Because is, is he because everyone's terrified now that they're right. going to go talk about it. If he just didn't say shit, and then because they're <laughs> they're realistically probably not going to take those things away. The Supreme right. Court, they're not going to do that. But why well, even say well, it? Because this is where you. I mean, this is his views. This is his Jesus legacy. Um, he wants to get those arguments down on paper. Arguments like that yeah. in the past have been used in the future to do things like overturning precedents of the past. Right. I mean, you know, so he's, he's kind of just putting it down on, on paper. Um, yeah. Well, and so what an idiot, you know, for everyone out there, um, there's, there's something we have called the ninth amendment. And it says that all the other rights that you have should not be understood as the only rights that exist. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the founding father saying, you know, we're going to write down these rights, and now does that mean that um, anything else ever beyond this is going to be treated as not a right? We might want to have a Ninth Amendment type thing that says, hey, there's other potential natural rights out there that exist. Yeah. And so this is where things like uh, contraception rights have have in part been found, not just solely in the Ninth Amendment, but it's a big part of the equation as to certain things like that. A right to privacy was was in large part established using the Ninth Amendment and other aspects of the Constitution. Um, and so um, other justices, other conservative justices, and of course the liberal justices are saying those things are not threatened, but because of what's happened with Dobbs, right. everyone's worried. And yep. so they're they're trying to get a law passed that would say any um, any marriage from one state has to be respected by another state. Right. However... Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to get enough Republicans yes. to support it, right? And they probably have. It they, looks, have they have 49. Uh, the last number I saw was 49 moderate Republicans backing it, didn't they? Uh, I don't think so. I don't no. think there's that. Oh, well, no, no, no. Yes. In the House. In the House. Yeah, In yeah, the House. Yeah. In the. Yes. So they have. It looks like they're close to the number they need in the Senate. Um, I think it's nine out of but, ten they have in the Senate too, right? Like they're really, I think they're I think, really, I think really they're close. right. I think they're right yeah. there. However, there are some potential problems with the law as it's written, and it's one of those right. things where, yeah. where you'll read, you know, and I'm no not one that like tries to fight hard for either side, but you'll read um, the right won't, you know, hates gays. They won't pass this bill. Whereas sometimes that's there's some truth in that. There's some 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 right. you know congressmen, some senators in certain states might have a base that's not supportive, and, and that could impact them. Yeah. But in in the case of this law, like what if what if uh, a law a state has polygamy, mm-hmm. 
does that mean that's the big every one that, other right. state has to respect polygamy? What if you have some other sort of... Yeah, they're really pretending they care about that one so that this won't pass. <laughs> well, I mean, in their defense, laws are laws, and when they get past right. the, the language of the law... So that's being added. It's crucial. Right. So, so, that's being so, added. So they're looking, for how, they're, they're, they're looking for how they can clarify this right now. Although, but, why not? Right? Anyway. Keep I, I haven't really thought too much about it. I know. We that should. Get, we should. It could get weird, though. Yeah, we should do an episode on it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, hopefully they'll get that one done. It's not that I think, like you said, Mike, I don't think uh, the the courts would ever strike down contraception rights or, no. or no. you know. But uh, no one thought they would do the abortion thing either. Well, not no one. I mean, Well, that's true. Not no one. Um, a lot of people. Um, the right does have a few other arguments other than polygamy. Oh, go ahead. Um, they're arguing about church and uh, oh, yeah. some faith-based organizations would now not want to... Like, would it mean that a faith-based organization, maybe that does adoption, has to allow gay parents to adopt and things of that nature? Yeah, maybe, where they... I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And then they were saying something like they wouldn't be able to go for government contracts and mm-hmm. stuff now. And once, I, it, once again, me and probably you, yeah. it's like, well, those faith-based you know, uh, organizations shouldn't be doing that, but there is a First Amendment question there. Uh, with the you know right to practice your religion, you have a right to practice fit. your religion, and you can practice it privately, and you don't have to go for government contracts on shit. So just it's your right to fuck off. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're gonna get into arguments. <laughs> if anything, I'm the token yeah. liberal role player here. You're not gonna get any argument from me on that. Yeah, just separation of church and state, right? Keep, yeah, keep it out of there. Um, another one is that. What I read was, I guess Jim Jordan of Ohio was saying that this would this would overturn the law in 35 states, 30 of which people specifically voted for, uh, I guess, non-gay marriage on the ballot. So they're saying this would overturn something that the people voted for if they made it a. It's a, it's. A, I don't care about his argument. I'm just saying it's a argument. That people voted specifically to keep their state to be marriage between a we, man we, and a woman. But it's already legal in all 50 states currently. Right. So I'm not sure what you're referring to. You mean like their their old laws that were on the books? Maybe. I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. He just said this. Yeah, I mean. It's just, he's saying. That no, was he, Jim he, Jordan? It, yeah. So, yeah, of course. So that he, makes sense. Yeah, so if he, I guess if maybe his argument is he would want it to be returned to the states to decide so the states could decide how they wanted to back before it became which, legal Right, which for is everyone. basically what Clarence Thomas would say. Or right, what have right, you, right. So that, that's probably states. what it was. Let's send it back to the states. Let's let the Supreme Court send it to the states, and then we'll go back to having 35 of our states <laughs> not allowing gay marriage. Right. So that could have been. Yeah. Um, they're shitty arguments. Like, just just pass it. It's going to pass. Right. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I think it would be a nice yeah, touch. Should. You know it what should. I mean? Yeah. Um, now, another law. This is the one that matters to me more than the budget, more than the gay marriage one, that I want them to pass is the Electoral Reform Act. Okay? So, we had some fuckery going on, you know, after Ele- the 2020 election. Alleged fuckery. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So... so Trump goes, hey, Pence, you don't have to, <laughs> you know, you don't have to certify the election. There's a little vague language in a late 1800s electoral act. Um, you know, no one's ever done this before, but I, 
I've discovered that this is vague, and maybe you can. Okay? Yeah, let's so, give it a shot. Um, fortunately, Pence, um, you know, had a patriotic moment and didn't go through with that. But people are concerned that moving forward now, hey, who knows? It might be tried again. Um, in addition to that, we might have a situation where states are trying to send multiple slates of electors to be certified, and that's problematic. And so basically the Electoral Reform Act is trying to put down some things to clarify exactly what happens so we can avoid this type of catastrophe. And I really want them to get it done. It would actually give me a little bit more faith in our in Congress as an institution if they could get this done because it's really important. Uh, I'm really worried about 2024. You're worried about 2024, how? I'm worried about the 2024 election. I'm concerned that, so, you know, in 2020, we had an election and the right completely fraudulently claims that it's stolen and so forth. I see potentially coming in 2024 is a situation where it is actually stolen and fucked with but by the right. And when the Democrats try to say, I'm not even kidding. I when know the, you're when not. The, when the Democrats try to say, wait, this is stolen, they're going to be, oh, no, you can't say it was stolen because you said it was impossible to be, be stolen in 2020. You can't say that. And it's going to be this whole bullshit storm, not good. based in fact. <laughs> good. I, I, not I good hope at it all. is. Not good at all. Didn't we, they, have didn't some, they? we have some... You know, didn't they claim it was stolen in 2016 too? Everyone always claims it's stolen. Maybe, maybe not by sending a mob to the Capitol, but everyone's always says it's no, stolen. No, no, right? no, 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 no. Well, look, in 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 2000, 2000 it was literally, geez. it was at least. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, in 2000, what happened? In, Tell two, me. in 2000, um. And remind, remind me to say something in a second okay. about elections and over yeah, the last, yeah, in yeah. my lifetime. Okay, sure. but in 2000, um, Al Gore quite possibly got the election stolen from him, literally. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is the whole voting in Florida thing. Yep. Go back and look okay. into that. Okay. Okay, you had, um, you know, conservative Supreme Court, conservative governor in Florida, mm -hmm. conservative supervisor of elections and so forth. And and some real some bullshit took place go look into it folks okay so that's but when that's al gore quote unquote lost yeah it determined by the supreme court's ruling okay he said okay i'm stepping down i mean right the election's yeah, okay. over yeah, the election's yeah. over yeah you're uh, this is this is this is what's been going on in america for 200 years yeah it's i'm not an always, adult it's not always it's not always claimed that the election was stolen correct yes in 2000 in 2016 you did have some people you know playing yeah. up the russia thing which is in part real but you know also overplayed right okay pe real people voted for trump yeah. regardless of the ways in which social media and russian Mm -hmm. bullshit played into it or whatever the people voted trump won fair and square got three or four million less votes than hillary but won fair and square yep okay and yes and, and sort of like i think in the same year stacy abrams in georgia lost the governor's race and claimed that it was stolen from mm -hmm. her when it wasn't at okay. all yeah. so you're not entirely wrong that there's sometimes some little claims yeah. about stuff but, this, this but one that's was... normally like more you know 
liberal crybaby corners, not the actual people in government, the actual candidates saying, oh, this is stolen and, and trying yeah. to put pressure on yeah, usually they people just in states. Hand and, over the presidency like an adult and you know, they show him shaking hands and shit and like, awesome, let's do this. Right. And this guy was being right. a child. Right. Um, oh, and a thing I wanted to say. Yes. Thank you for yep. about to remind me. Yep. Um, in my lifetime, so 1988 is when I was born. The Republican Party has only won the, the popular vote twice. All right. Um, and that would have been 2004, George W. Bush. Not in 2000, but in 2004, because right. he, even though he won the presidency, sort of, in 2000, he lost the popular vote by about 500,000. Okay. But he did win the popular vote in 2004. As they do, wartime presidents usually stay in office, right? Isn't that a thing? Right, 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 right. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Popular 2000. Yeah. Yep. Rally around the flag. Yeah. Yep. And then um, the other time would have been 1988. So. Oh, shit. The. Actually, yeah. So that would have been the year I was born. Yeah. So yeah. In, in that election later that year, so they George H.W. The- Bush won the popular vote then. And you had uh, George. You know, his son, George W. Bush, won the popular vote in 2004. Other than that... So, 2024 will will mark the first time in 20 years that the Republicans win the popular vote. Yeah, when DeSantis gets all the popular votes. Oh, okay. okay. It'll be the first time in 20 years yeah. everyone gets so my So, my point is, it almost makes sense yeah. that we're seeing this bullshit in a way. Yeah. We're starting to see states kind of crack down here or there. Oh, we need to have everyone re... We need to... Um, you know, purge the voter rolls and have people re-sign up to vote. Yeah. Or, you know, in some states, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's make things a little more difficult, perhaps. Uh, certainly, let's not make it any easier by doing mail-in ballots or something. No, you know, they're, they're because they're kind of in a position where the, the numbers don't help them in presidential elections so much. But uh, that could obviously always change, right? We could have a complete shift and, and the Republican Party could run off the next three or four. Like, it's... Completely oh, yeah, possible. Yeah, totally. But I'm just saying, yeah, a lot of what we're seeing is based on that. Sure. Um, but anyway. So yeah. Anyway, I mean, all the all the joking aside, this this is a good thing, right? To, I agree with you. I'm not opposing reforming how all this works and get the voting all squared away so this type of bullshit can't happen in 2024 because that would be bad. I I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as you know the election stolen and now. We can't do it. I doubt an election is going to legitimately get stolen today. I would hope not. I really... That's have to have to be pretty well, extreme. Well, it's a threat to our democracy. We yeah. need to get this law done, in my view. And if it does um, get stolen, didn't they, didn't they set up some, some... Oh, God. Some group or administration or something that is now looking into voter fraud? Wasn't that a thing? Out of all of this last year to where if they're is any suspicion of that in 2024 there's now a whole department that is supposed to go look into it unbiased and figure it out instead of this Mm. back and forth shit we had last year where Uh, no one really knows i'm not exactly sure i know that the electoral reform act that we're talking about congress possibly getting done soon hopefully they will um it includes sort of like an expedited process where it can go to like a panel of judges and then go to the supreme court and kind of like a quick secession okay if there's like something truly awry or whatever that's being argued. Yeah. Um, so I, that's another great element of that possible yeah. law. I mean, I, you know, there was something where I don't know, like one man, I don't, I'm not 
I'm not great with this, but one person was able to object or is able to object to the result now, and now they're going to require uh, yep. one what one fifth twenty percent of the members of both chambers would have to object. Right. So currently, um, it's only one, one person, person in the House or one person in the Senate can object to a slate of electors from a state, and now it'll have to be up to one fifth. Yeah, twenty percent right. of each. So it has to be uh, like body. it can't just be one guy being an asshole. Right. Like, I got an idea. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like exactly. it's like hey, there's something really wrong, right. and twenty percent of us agree something's not right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's better. So, yeah. It's just would help me. You know, sleep better going into it because, you know, it sucks that we even have to have this conversation. Really, yeah, but, it, it does. Um, uh, Once again, won't matter though because it'll and be such ahead. a landslide. And just and just because it's on top of my head, uh, back to back to 2016, I, I actually was worried then that Trump was going to win the popular vote but lose the election. Oh, because of the electoral college. Yeah. And imagine what the right would argue about the electoral college if that happened. Yeah. Versus how they argue it now, which of course it suits them. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's not good or whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, right at this moment, I'm not talking about that. But that was like a concern I had at that time because I really was seeing the electoral map. It seemed like it was going to go, you know, Hillary's way. But I was thinking, well, in some of these states, Trump's going to win by such huge margins that he might actually have more total popular votes. And then Hillary and not get in and how, you know, he was already saying that that election was, was fraudulent and yep. stolen up until he, the the moment he mm-hmm. won it. Right. Um, so I could see him talking all kind of crazy right. stuff about the electoral college yep. and how that would be so anti American or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? But let's hope they get this one done. Yeah. So that'd be good. So, so yeah, coming up soon, we got to, we got to get the budget done hopefully yep. or, or kick it down the road with the stop gap. Yep. Hopefully they get the marriage act done right. just for comfort. And yep. I really hope they get the electoral reform act done. Yeah. Those would all be great um, things. You know, and they're close. So, yep. you know, and again, though, they I think they have the numbers in the Senate for the electoral reform, right. but now the house is they, ha- they, they might want it to go further than it currently goes. Yeah. And so that complicates things. So hopefully they'll just accept it as is to get it done and not try to make it even more, maybe, right. you know, liberal in some fashion yep. you yep. know what i mean yep um by dictating how states have to vote or whatever yeah <clears throat> all right so moving on to mike's favorite topic the border the crisis it it's a border crisis yeah really yeah hmm. <laughs> so the governor of texas has recently started busing immigrants Illegal immigrants, which I hate that. I hate the way that sounds. But What's that? The word, the phrase illegal immigrants or busing of illegal immigrants? Illegal immigrants. Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, like they're human beings. I like undocumented. You know what I mean? Oh, undocumented. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that matters. No, but anyway, he is busing um, immigrants, undocumented illegal immigrants to quote-unquote sanctuary cities yep so far chicago new york city and washington dc with apparently more to come it seems like oh totally he's being cryptic about it a little bit but suggesting that there's more coming and places like seattle are preparing you know for for immigrants to arrive what are you you thinking about this one i think it's i think it's hilarious (laughs) um i mean you ignore a problem so long and push someone into desperation and then they start being a uh you know throwing it in your face right 
it's something I would do for sure. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to ignore me. Well, here, now it's your problem. You know, I have this problem. You don't care until I make it your problem. So here, it's your problem. Go talk to your president. But I mean, it's not solving anything, right? It's like a few thousand people that he's so sending out. It hasn't solved anything yet, but by making it more than a one state problem, it could. If you get enough squeaky wheels, then all of a sudden maybe someone starts paying attention, especially if it's all of Biden's buddies that are bitching and moaning at him. Mm. Okay. Maybe. You maybe. You think, I'm just throwing, you think they're yeah, throwing it's possible, theories out there. It's you possible, know? I guess, that they might, oh, yeah, yeah we got to tie up the border now. I mean, I don't see that at all. I think this is a Pro- political yeah. stunt. Yeah, and probably. Not solving any type of problem but i you know i can't say that i have a a big problem with it i mean you know there's of course immigrants crossing the border and um at lower levels you know by the way than that like two in 2000 in the year 2000 there were more okay but and we fought very very hard to lower that number right did we i think so Mm. because the number obviously got a lot lower like in 2019 maybe but we could did we fight that hard because it was more in 2000 than now it was more in so 2000 our, than today with a new administration but it was it was way more in 2019 l- than now with under the past administration it was more in 2019 than it is today yes oh i thought you were saying it was more in 2000 than today. It, w- it was oh so it's gotten better under biden than it has under trump I'm not really suggesting that the administration has changed anything. I'm saying this is a humanitarian crisis oh. of, of a high, you know, with very large factors playing into it. Oh, okay. But just to come back, I guess, to the busing for a minute. Bus it. Um, this is costing, so far, the taxpayers of Texas, I think, $12 million so far to do this. Is it, there, it's what do you thir- think about it was, that? I think they said it was 1300 per immigrant that mm-hmm. they ship off um I which think, if you look at ten thousand some odd immigrants that's 13 yeah, right, million right so i'm sure that most of the taxpayers are totally okay with this idea right right okay it's texas yeah so i mean because be like, i mean thirteen hundred dollars is cheap compared if you get rid of them i guess compared to what you would have to pay if they stay you know if they stay educating there, right? the children maybe or whatever yeah um yeah if they stayed there they're gonna cost more than 1300 bucks right it's like a month rent yeah right so yeah yeah, I yeah, agree. So, they, so yeah, I, they'll, they'll, I looked at the number and I was like, "Oh, is this, you know, frugal?" And I'm like, "Well, I guess actually, although 13 million sounds big, it's not really." I mean, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's a political stunt. Um, so we'll the, see what comes from it. I this is the border situation is is a huge, complicated thing. Right. Um, right, it, it's more than just we, we we every you know remember the caravans everybody oh my god that never you know yeah. really uh, affected us um, you, know, you know border towns are safer you know places like El Paso or Brownsville Texas are safer according to the FBI in terms of violent crimes than like Sioux Falls South Dakota okay uh, you know so. That's just one little thing. I guess it's like a liberal talking point, but like, you know, it's not as if everybody's just getting murdered left and right because of what's going on. It is a problem, but it requires Congress to act. This becomes a presidential thing because Congress won't really act. And so they have to constantly have this in their lap and try to deal with it. And so, I mean, what Abbott's doing is cute. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't really have a principled 
argument against it. I mean, they're not forcing people onto the buses. Right. They're saying, I guess, hey, you know, well, you can. That's being argued that what, what? that the that their people aren't being forced. Maybe not that they're forced on the buses, but what destination they're being told to go to that they have to. So, um, New York City Mayor is claiming that. Um, the people are showing up and they didn't want to go to New York. They wanted to go somewhere else. They're like, oh. no, I don't want to go to the Big Apple. Oh, and, damn. That's messed up. And that Abbott's Fort. Yeah, it's really, really bummer that you show up into a country illegally and you don't get to go to the place you wanted to. Bro. It's, I mean. It's unfortunate. I mean, they have families sometimes they're trying to get to somewhere and I don't know what they're being told. So, I'm not saying it's, I don't know what they're being so told, that's so I can't the, say. So that's like, the claim, right? That's. A claim. A, I don't know okay. that that's true. Oh, okay. And it's being argued by Abbott that they have to sign paperwork. The immigrants have to sign paperwork uh, saying that it's, they agree it's voluntary. They agree to what location they're going to. And if they don't want to go there, they don't have to go. Like, okay. They don't have to get on the bus there. So okay. they're, so they're so that, told. So that claim that you're referring to sounds to me like a sort of a left-wing right. bullshit claim. Exactly. Okay. So they're saying that in the paperwork, because this is going to be another big argument, is available in multiple languages. So okay. that anyone can understand what it says, unless it's written in some garbage jargon that no one understands. Right. Ancient Hebrew. I'm going to assume that, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's not the case and that they understand if you want to get on this bus, this bus is going to New York. You can either stay here or you can get on the bus to New York. You pick. It's not like a, if you want to go somewhere, we're going to pick a place for you or you get to pick your place. It's like if you want to go somewhere you're going to New York, sign a paper if you want to go. Okay, I'll go. And then, Yeah, but I mean, it's still kind of like, if we wanted to, I don't know, if we wanted to spread the people around, which sort of maybe makes sense, then mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like we should be looking to places that can take people in. Well, it's not about that though, right? It's about making it hard. So it's about, on targeting, those places, it's about targeting Democrats and owning libs. That, I mean, that way they'll speak up and... Which isn't going to happen for right. a couple of thousand people. Like, they got millions yeah. and millions so of people that, living that, in these cities. So like, that's another thing. Um, so Eric Adams calls this, it's the New York City mayor, calls this horrifying what, what Abbott's doing, which I think it's funny that to him, sending people to live in his city is horrifying <laughs> for these immigrants. Um, what, what else? Okay, so, yeah, they've only sent... To New York, New York's only gotten 2,000 at this point. I think it said 1,900 have made it to New York. And you have tens of thousands. So most are going to D.C. so far, then. It's, I think it's been like 73, 75. Somewhere in the okay. 7,000s have gone to D.C. Because okay. that started back in April. A couple I thousand believe. in New York and like... Only like, like 90 like now in, in Chicago, in Chicago yeah, I believe, was the 90, last number. Like, yeah. Um, so but, there's, there's tens of thousands flooding all these border cities in Texas, right? So... I don't know, like, get over it. You're a sanctuary city. You're saying you, you advertise that right, you we're accept. welcome all immigrants. Yeah, yeah, you advertise yourself as being accepting, and you can't handle 2,000 people when you, I mean, how many people live in New York City, right? You can't handle 2,000. Right, claiming, so although this clearly isn't solving any policy right. it's or not doing hurt, anything, it's not hurting them. It's also kind of yeah. something that puts them in a hard position to really yeah. complain about. So they're, they're just arguing that their shelter system is already strained, and you just imagine what, how Texas's shelter system is right now. And I mean, don't be a sanctuary city. If you don't want this, don't advertise it. And he wouldn't have sent people to you, right? He's only sending them to well, advertise sanctuary cities. But is he even, but think about this though. Is he even communicating with them? Is he even saying, hey, hey I'm going to do this? Because that's not very humane I've, to say, I've heard, oh, here they are, boop. And I've, now you got to figure out what the fuck to do with them. Well, what's happening to him? That's not, that's happening 
from another, say, right. nation or a crisis. It's not yes. being done to him by another state. He, he could do that. I think he would have preferred that the administration help him out, and now he does, just doesn't care. Like, they're, what do you I'm mean the administration on. help him out? Do you feel like Biden became president and now mm. it's just like, everybody come on in and it's a, and it's a radical departure they, they, from Trump? Well, they immediately stopped building the wall Trump was building. This is your oh, this is why you're mad. So I mean, they, the wall they immediately stopped, right? So well, yeah. So it, but the, the administration what, is and Kamala. The, the Kamala wall, you was think the wall son, would stop the, the immigrants. It's it's a point of it being a measure in that direction that is now halted. And Kamala was assigned to this right when she took office, right? And oh she, yeah, she was supposed to solve this by has now. Has she it's even multi generational problem? Has she even gone down yet? I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna start digging up deep, deep two-year-old arguments here. <laughs> so Pence was assigned to COVID, and he kicked ass, right? He actually did something. Kamala's assigned, and she goes on on these little shows and has those awkward laughs and doesn't do anything. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let this topic pass. <laughs> I'm about to get buried. <laughs> I am not prepared for this. Uh, no, you are. But I'm not going to let this pass. Oh, God. And I want everyone to know that what I'm about to call Mike is in good faith. I don't want to abandon our mantra of, of fact-based, good right. faith conversation. I'm right. saying this in good faith. Yep. You're racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Look, this to me, all of this is would not happen if the faces were white if this was canadians coming in all a long ass time ago That's, we would have figured out what the fuck to do yeah. we would be saying hey you can live with me uh we would have some policies to treat them with more dignity um we would be more thankful for all the shit that they do that makes our produce cheaper like we never talk about the businesses that employ them which yeah. is a big part of the attraction. We don't go after them and call them anti-American. Right. Um, I just, I think a lot of this has to, I think one big reason why this can't get anything, you know, Congress can't do much is there's a large base of people that are just worried about losing quote unquote their country and don't want to see people be allowed in more easily mm -hmm. or get to become legalized, you know, um, that have been here illegally for how many ever years. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for DACA, we'd be having to, de to deport, you know, 30 years that are uh, 30 year olds that have lived here their entire life. Right. Because someone brought them here or whatever. Sure. So, I mean, this is getting way beyond the scope of uh, the busing thing. You yeah. Know, I just wanted to fill people in on the busing that it is happening, but it's so far kind of a small right. story because a small amount of people, but I really feel like this whole thing is, I mean, I'm not saying, that we shouldn't have a border, but it's just a really, it's about trade-offs and like you can't, you know, spend all of our national defense money on a border situation. That's not, that's almost not even like, I don't even know how big of a problem it Nine, really even is. 90 people on our watch list have been spotted down there. Just hanging out. All the drugs being stopped or not being stopped. 90 but people on anyway, the Anyway, real quick, I all of a sudden don't care about any of this topic i want everyone to know that i am not racist <laughs> i feel like it's very important yeah and yeah. i hope that my opposition to this whole border thing isn't because they're not white i would hope i would also send all the canadians back except my wife 
<laughs> Mike's wife's half Canadian. Oh, no, she's all Canadian, I guess. She's born in Canada. She was born in she Canada. She does have she, dual citizenship yes, now. Yes, she has dual citizenship. She voted for the first time, I think, in, in 2020. Yep, So she sure did. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't think that your race is obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, they might. I understand people that are like, look, we don't have a, we don't even have a secure border. You know, we can't even sure, but it's, uh, it's been going on for a long time. I mean, we, we've, you know, Central American countries, Mexico countries, some countries in South America, I mean, they deal with a lot of political violence, a lot of poverty, some of which the United States is partially responsible for because a lot of times when they try to reassert themselves and take over their countries, we send in the military to put them down and to defend the, you know, the elites that we benefited from in a business sense and so forth. I mean, we, we kind of have uh, blood on our hands in a sense in creating this. And until we, until we actually look at the source of the problem, which is those types of things, we're always going to continue to have a, We'll, we'll get tighter on the border temporarily and people will find a way around it. And yeah. it's a, it's, you know, they'll get on boats. I mean, we, we have people from Cuba that die on boats coming here. I mean, you know, which I guess you might say, well, well they good, that's they, not our problem. They, they didn't make they it. They didn't make it. But yeah, exactly. He stopped me before I even got there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, you know, <laughs> unless you're willing to send the military down there to really start just shooting people on sight, th- this is a very difficult ah. problem. We have transit that comes through the border all day, every day on these semis. We yep. can't stop every truck for an hour and search it. That stops right. the, the, the market from moving, you yep. know. Yep. So people sneak in. I mean, it's not a it's it's a trade off situation. It's a complicated. So anyway, with with Abbott, I mean, it's cute. I guess it's fine. I, I get it. You're saying if it's good if it's good for me, then you can handle it. Maybe this will maybe it'll lead to a movement of Americans saying, "All right, fine, send them. We don't care. We'll oh, take yeah, them." There's another. I mean, that'd yeah, be we'll a beautiful, make weird, we'll make room for them. You know, thing that could happen. Um, yeah, but I, for now, I think it's kind of a smaller story. Definitely. Yeah, we're talking 10,000 people have been shipped off in buses, basically less than 10,000. And there's more to come. And you're allegedly not racist. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, allegedly. So I'm not. One more, one last thing for the, for the listeners to be aware of uh, that could impact their gas prices coming up soon. Uh, two things. Number one, um, the one of the largest state-owned gas companies, natural gas corporations in Russia, Gazprom, has, that's G-A-Z-P-R-O-M, they have shut off their pipeline, the Nord Stream pipeline. Surprise. uh, Into into Europe. And this is a large source of where Europeans, such as the largest uh, economy in Europe of Germany, get their fuel from. It doesn't mean they have no fuel now. But it means one of the biggest uh, pipelines that they got fuel from Russia from is going to be is now cut off. And Russia is saying very clearly they tried to claim now for the last several weeks that this had to do with maintenance problems. But now they're being very um, open about the fact that this is a retaliation against the sanctions by the West. Um, and so they want to put the put the hurt on Europe um, and, and see if they can survive this winter yeah. without that fuel. So we knew this and, was coming. And so 
and so already oil futures over there are going up and this could yeah. eventually have some sort of impact on our fuel. The other thing is OPEC announced about a week ago that they're going to go ahead and, and reduce supply again back to around about like the August levels. And so, you know, we had higher gas prices then it's been going. They're claiming it's uh, due or, to decreased or, demand, right? I think it was what <clears throat> they were saying when Biden went over to Saudi Arabia and talked to him and they're like, oh, due to decreased demand, we're going to cut production back. But I mean, OPEC, I think they might have some, some good arguments yeah. as to why they don't want to, you know, have too much oil on their hands because you know yeah. maybe everyone else is starting to move to a greener yeah um you know solutions and so they're like hey you guys are sending us mixed signals now you want a bunch of gas but you're always saying you're going to be lowering your amount um yeah of fossil fuels so in, at any rate they're 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 going to be i think lowering a little bit of right. the supply this could also affect gas prices i'm sure biden is hoping it doesn't hit too soon um, yeah. before it's, the midterms it does trail but um, if, it, if they cut it now you would think you'd notice that soon yeah. or sooner than midterms yeah people will be upset in the holidays they're trying to go to grandma's and yep and so forth and their gas is higher that would not be good um, yep. for anybody and it'll all be Biden's fault according to Fox <laughs> <laughs> yep nothing to do with the global economy <laughs> at all it's just Biden yep well, okay, everyone, that's it for episode three of Winged Radicals. Thank y'all so much for stopping by. Please go out there and uh, and, and share this. Uh, send nudes. Go like us on Absolutely. Instagram. Uh, like us on Facebook. Rate us. Review us on the podcast uh, apps that you might be listening to, Spotify and Apple. But thank y'all very much. Yep. Have a good weekend, everyone. We appreciate it. See y'all next week. Later.